How Insecurities Make You Worse at Business, episode 85 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. People talk shit, but when the shit hits the fan, everything I'm not, maybe everything I am, Kanye West. How do insecurities make you worse at business? How do they hold you back? How do they make progress impossible for you? A personal experience. People don't talk about this a lot because, first off, why would they want to talk about that? Second off, usually people's biggest problems are their secret. And so I think of it like this. How do insecurities slow you down in business? Well, when I have salespeople, or or when I know that I have to get salespeople, and then I say, I'm going to interview some salespeople. But then I reach out to them, and when I reach out to them, I have this really weird, awkward, shaky voice and approach of, that's not going to help. That's not going to help sell them on the vision. And when I get those salespeople... And when they ask, well, what does the the highest grossing salesperson in the company make? And you say, well, this is, in your head, you're like, well, this is basically just a startup I did one sale on. And and all the years of sales that I did didn't mean a goddamn thing when I had to do it by myself and take that responsibility. Because that responsibility that I now had was all on me. If it went wrong, I couldn't make up some fucking excuse about it and move on to the next company. Everything that goes right and everything that goes wrong is my fault. And if I told a bunch of people this is going to work and it didn't, that's my fault. That's my reputation. That's my ass on the line. That's my fucking ass on the line. And so now I feel confident. I feel pretty confident. Pretty fucking confident. But it's crazy how easy it is to go back to those stages sometimes. It's stressful. You're like, fuck. And when I have to train new salespeople and I'm shaky because I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I forgot. Maybe it's something little and stupid. I forgot to make this for the salesperson. I forgot to explain this as well. I don't have, I remember there was a time where I was like, I don't have as many customer reviews as I need. I don't know if the salespeople are really going to get it. I don't think, I don't know if they're really going to understand. I don't know if they're really going to understand. And why? Why does any of that shit matter that if somebody else was in my same shoes and did the same exact fucking thing, it would be the same exact situation? Because listen, when I said I'm going to charge 200 a month, you know what people said? Who's going to pay that much for marketing? I know how crazy that sounds now, but you got to understand how many people were telling me that shit. 200 a month? Damn. A phone bill is only 30. Like, they didn't get it. And a part of me didn't get it just enough, which made no fucking sense. Again, all the years of experience I had meant nothing. 
when I had to do it on my own and it was my ass on the line. And um, what was I saying with that? And so you get it, right? How when you put your ass on the line, it's different. People don't talk about that shit. They don't want to talk about that. How much different it is when you put your ass on the line and how much anxiety you have to deal with. Because if shit goes wrong, I ain't pointing to him or him or him or him to fix the problem. That ain't going to do shit. I am the person who fucked up. If things go wrong... Right, if I train the salespeople and they don't make a sale and somebody goes, How's the how's the business going? How's this going? And you gotta say, I'm training the salespeople wrong. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. We haven't I'm the only well, I'm one of two people who've closed a deal in the company. How's the average salesperson do? And again, I shouldn't have anxiety about this at all. I've done nothing but sales and train salespeople and fucking watch people close deals. Two, two inches away from me fucking standing in sales departments my entire life. And one way or another, so for, for me to sit here and go, <clears throat> well, what if, I, what if I don't get the department working? What if this doesn't work? It makes no fucking sense. And so when I have to interview and I fuck up an interview, I, I, I could have done better. I know that on my behalf of the interview, not having questions organized enough, not being able to just run the interview as good as I should. And most of that is not strategical, tactical, or the steps you take. It is the psychology you have. It's the frame you have. So how am I doing better now? It's a lot less nerve wracking to interview people. When I started, it's weird because I don't feel this way at all anymore. But it was so strong. It was such a strong feeling of me going, fuck, I'm asking a person who closes like $5,000 deals every day to work at my little company that I just started. And I'm just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And they're just like, why would this work? And I'm just like, it would work because, and I thought in theory, because I'm the person running the business and I know how to do all of this. Why would it not work? If you work at rallies for eight years or you work at McDonald's for eight years, McDonald's, (laughs) right? If you work at fast food for eight years, nobody goes, how do you know you could make a sandwich? No one questions you, but if you work in sales for years, unless you use that money to blow on a Ferrari, and people themselves can taste your wealth, then they're just like, how do you know that you can do sales in a company? Motherfucker, I've been doing sales for the past fucking decade. How the fuck would I not know? For the past 12 years. I've been doing sales since I was in bands, selling tickets to people, coaching our fucking, our band on how to use Jones effect to sell more tickets. 
So, and, and there, there's a great question that's been asked for me. I don't know how good of a question it is, but it's a great question. And it's a question I have to face myself. And I put it on a silver platter so you guys know that. The question that I ask is, then what do I have to show for it? That's the question. What do you have to show for it? And that is a good, legitimate fucking question. If I know what I'm doing in any way, shape, or form, how could I do this for 12 years and be fucking appendix exploded, had to move back to Ohio and be with family at the age of, you know, my, my late 20s? What do I have to show for it? And the funny thing I thought about is, you know what? You're right. That's exactly why I am where I am. Because I asked myself that myself. If I'm doing sales for all these companies and I'm closing deals, what do I have to show for it? Nothing. And when I say nothing between you and I, I don't think that's true at fucking all. The fact that I can lay on the ground and call someone on my phone and make a thousand dollars, you call that skill that I have quote unquote, nothing that wasn't acquired or worked for. I don't know, maybe you're right, because some people are natural at sales. That's always been normal. However, I had to work for it. So what do I have to show for it? I can lay on the fucking ground and call people and make money. And still, I said, what do I have to show for? I've been calling for other people's companies. And they didn't pay me enough which they did pay me, by the way. I'm not, I don't have any negative feelings towards any of the companies. I like the companies, but for what I personally want out of life, I needed more. I wanted more. I aimed for and I worked towards more. And that's why I can call and get on the internet and, and message and meet in person several motherfucking people and say, hey, I have a company. I think you'd be great at sales. We need to talk. And I'll just law of averages, interview, interview, interview. And as I do that, I get better and better at interviewing. So now when I interview somebody, it's not shit. Versus when I did it for somebody else's company, it was like half the anxiety was reduced because it was going to, you know, end up in their company, which is fine. Like I I didn't cut any corners. I'm just saying it's not my ass on the line, although I have a huge sense of responsibility, clearly. And then the second thing is it added anxiety because I said, well, what if I say the, the interview wrong? What if the company doesn't like the way I interview? So with this company, I don't know the answer to everything. So I get a lot of people to tell me the answer. And then I, I really dedicate myself to what their answers are and learning about what they're saying. And then I do what everyone else does. And then I soup them up and I mix them and I make the best optimized outcome of all of them it's like i take chat gpt and put in like four people's advice and say hey turn this into one one unified piece of advice and then i execute on those so when i do it for me i don't have to have this anxiety of like well what if the person above me is in a bad mood and then I do this wrong, and then we get an argument, and I guess really what it's going to do is it's going to piss me the fuck off. And it's going to piss me off so much that the rest of my job is going to be micromanaging the way that I appear 
to not explain to everybody like, listen, I'm mad as fuck. The way this fucking went down is bullshit. I don't give a fuck if I did. And that's not how you can deal with all companies. That's not how you communicate. And so to be able to have a bird's eye view, again, these are all psychological. Um, see, it's, it's not as interesting and cool as all the business, all this blah, blah, blah. But y'all are going to run into this. And one day you're going to be like, there's a roadblock and I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm doing everything right. But there's this resistance. There's this weird procrastination. There's this roadblock. There's this weird demon on my shoulder that's kind of holding me down, it kind of feels like. What the fuck is that? Resistance, anxiety, resistance to life in general. Not having your priorities and personal values straight. Not really knowing why you do what you do. People go their whole lives kind of like robots doing. Maybe we're all still robots. and But people go their whole lives in a circle like robots. And do whatever they were kind of conditioned to do. We all do, to one degree or another. And so I get to these points where I say, I want to do the thing that kind of makes sense. And then I do it, and I have anxiety. And it's because society has not conditioned me to do what fucking makes sense. They've conditioned me, we've all accidentally, in one way or another, conditioned each other to care about stupid, shallow, non-helpful, dumb shit. We forget that we're living on fucking paradise, and I'll give you the proof. Look at how much shit we have. Don't tell me there's not enough paradise to go around, and that there wasn't always enough paradise to go around, and there still isn't. There still the fuck is, yet... We create problems that don't even exist so that we can solve them. Why do we do that? Why do we want a feeling of progress over resonating with wealth? Well, because if you give everyone in society a feeling of progress which is what video games and the psychology of that seem to figure out. If you give these people, if you take their psyche and you make a little game that's always shifting, like an engineer, like, a, like an engineering puzzle, you find that that's what people's brains are already doing anyways. And so a video game gives you a feeling of progress. And so we become addicted to this feeling of progress And we say, I'll be happy when I reach this. The problem is when you start tying your inner state to that feeling of progress. So instead of doing what the fuck works, we all want a feeling of progress. And that, my friends, is what your companies want you to have. We want you to have a feeling of progress so you work harder. They understand. It's called industrial psychology, my friend. They know. Well, if we just give you a feeling of progress, give you a feeling of progress, we know you'll you'll be a better slave. You won't. And there is a huge part of me that thinks that's because they run their businesses really shitty. I could be wrong, and I'm probably wrong, and I'm often wrong, and I'm kind of a fucking moron. 
sometimes. So it would, it I, I'm awesome, but you get what I'm saying. I'm, I'm fucking around, guys. It's probably not the audience to make jokes like that with, but um. And so we want a feeling of progress, and we put off our happiness till we have a feeling of progress. And since we get attached and we mix that feeling of progress with our happiness, we get anxiety with everything we do. I remember in a Kanye West interview, he said, when's the time you remember you had to take a test in school? You were the most nervous when you went to take the test. Why? Because that test is a self-reflection. That test shows if you've made any progress. That test shows you where, you're, where you are in life and if you've made progress or not, or if you could make progress or not, or if you're incapable of making progress or not. Or if you are what they turned you into correctly or not. Or if you're really worth your salt or not. And again, we want a feeling of progress. The ups and downs in life. Rarely do we just stay centered in the middle. And so when I interview salespeople, and when I train salespeople, the first time I did it, do you know that the first time that I, I did a group of that, I'll put my fucking like heart out uh, just so everybody can see like, bro, there's more to this game. Do you know the first time that I had a, a a team of salespeople correctly organized that I got sales trainers to coach them half because I thought it made sense to do so B the other half is because I was actually fucking terrified to train these people I was like what if I look stupid and it, all right, listen, if I look dumb in front of any one person in the company, there's four other people watching. Now I look dumb to everybody, and now every, everyone could get the Jones effect of that and be like, why are we listening to this person? And then I have to sit there and say, I failed the test. I failed the test super bad, bro. Everyone hated it. And I did super bad, and I failed the fuck out of the test. And so, the feeling of progress, and the addiction to that, and the praise you get from progress, and the, the negativity that you get from failure in life in general, and it's natural to a large degree, conditions you to be addicted to progress. And that's not good. If you don't get what I'm saying about this, it's that that is not good. Now, having progress and enjoying progress is different than being addicted to a feeling of progress. And I can guarantee you that you, for example, listening, about a 99.9% statistical likelihood that you, because you're listening, how do I know this about you? I don't even, because you're on a fucking phone, dude. You're on a phone or a podcast somewhere and you're listening in on a computer that uses AI to organize the activities that you do and then feed you stimulus to get the behaviors it wants back from you. And I'll tell you, my friend, this, these devices, which are awesome tools, however, they've, be, they've kind of started dipping into the fact that 
they they make us have a feeling a feeling of progress just like video games do they give us a feeling of progress and you can get addicted to that and anything else in life and so you get these people who get quote unquote everything they want in life and they get depressed and they go on drug binges and they they're they get in a super fucking terrible place in their life and it's like how does that happen well because you're taking the individual out of the story well he has money how could he be upset he's like a multi-millionaire salesperson how could this person be upset he built a big ass company how could he because your internal state should not be tied to your feeling of arbitrary success or progress first thing you need to know about life is most of this is bullshit it's all bullshit. It's all a big fucking play. 98% of it's a play. They'll tell you, no, 98% of life really is a problem. No, it's fucking not, you cornball. 98% of life is awesome. It's the 2% of suffering that we add to it that makes it difficult. And that is because we don't resonate with our value anymore. We resonate with a feeling of progress. And so in many ways, starting this business and doing what I do in entrepreneurship has led me to realize I didn't resonate with my own value. Therefore, I searched for a feeling of progress. I did door to door sales and I didn't immediately do great and it pissed me off and it uh, made me insecure and it made me super upset. And before that, I was very like an extremely deeply confident person. And then when I did, I started doing, I'd say probably about 20, 20, 21 years old. That's when things got really heavy. And I, I just, I was fed up at not being good at sales and shit. I was sick of being told no. It's like, fuck you. Why does everybody else get a yes? But I get a no. I didn't realize that that was like the way that I seen life anyways. And so I spill this shit because regard, say somebody listened to this one day and, uh, cause they're, they're gonna, I guarantee it. I know I'm good at branding and the shit that I do. People will listen to these. What if somebody listens to it one day and like throws it back in my face and it like ruins my day or something? How fucking lame would I be to be that attached to that? I should like, that's, sh- that should be something I get over anyways. However, so, you know, sacrifice, like get that shit out of me, all that stupid overly egotistical shit but the thing is what about when i'm gone who gives a fuck if i live the next 70 to 90 years and i'm like that podcast and what i said on that was shameful or something what about the ten thousand years after that what about the real people in real history who listen to all the superficial artificial ass created history textbooks and biographies of people and you don't get to see the depth of them that you'd really like to see you don't you certainly don't get to see a podcast of some of the craziest people in history that lived way before us and so i would love for somebody to hear this and be like holy shit 
Um, I mean, I think it'd be cool if someone said, holy shit. Or, or maybe if they just said, if, if they, they just realized he's a person just like me. Like, this is a person just like me. And so they would feel, holy shit. I can be anything I want. I can do anything I want. I can I can resonate with my own value. I don't have to look for somebody else or a type of person to be that type of person. I can resonate with my value as I am. And so when you resonate with your own value, you don't get addicted to progress. Now, how does this tie in? And this is the kicker on this all. If you get addicted to a feeling of progress instead of resonating with your own value as a person, you're fucked. You're broken and you already lost. We all get lost from time to time, but I'm letting you know what it looks like to be lost. And so my life is slowly but surely an unwinding of that. Still be a part of life. Still have constraints in the world like everybody else. But identifying with them and the way that I'm psychologically affected by them. Totally different things. And so I've learned to move forward in the business. Ironically enough, people say, work hard. (sighs) 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 You know, that's the fucking culture, is it not? For all my real like entrepreneurs out there, is that not the culture? Ah, 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 ah. That's the culture. And that culture I believe to be contrary to building great businesses. And I believe that because I disagree fundamentally with what all of the richest people in the world or a a large majority of them, believe is a successful business. I do not believe, and I want this to believe, belief, I'm telling everything in the fucking world now, let this belief stay with me, if any quote-unquote belief stays with me. I do not believe that Steve Jobs built a successful company. I don't think Apple's successful. I think that if what you're doing creates so many fucking issues for the species that it shouldn't have been created at all that you built a fucking terrible fucking company. There used to be people in Apple who would be so stressed and maybe that's like their personal thing. I don't know. I don't know who to blame or if there's anyone to blame. But they would jump out of the window and commit suicide because they were so stressed. And I just look at the situation and say, that is who you guys say is successful? You guys are fucking clowns. That is who you say is successful. That is the company you consider successful. A fucking course, you clown fucks. You fucking... Clowns, you fucking chimpanzee ass clowns. Of course you consider that successful. 
And so the older I get, I sink into my values deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and away from the bullshit. And the more that I do that, ironically, people will say, no, you got the bullshit. The more that I do that, the easier it is to build companies. If I had no resistance in the fucking world, which I have some and I'm getting rid of, always getting rid of, and it's gone sooner or later. If I had zero resistance in any way, shape, or form, because I can't see my own resistance. Your eyes can't see themselves. If I had no resistance, I would build a massive company tomorrow on the same morals as respect for people, autonomy, and time-sensitive handling. They would feel respected. They would feel loved. I would handle their time correctly. Time-sensitive handling. I would make sure that they were good. Now, you, there's, there's some things you can't do for some people, right? Some people who are not ever in a great mood or don't try, which was me and many other people in many different dips and phases in life. As a person, you, you can't do much about it. You can be there for them. You can be there for them. Um, so yeah, building a company where the people there had an opportunity to use the business as a way to channel their development as a human being. And when I say development, I don't necessarily know if I mean progress as much as I mean sinking deeper into their own personal value and not progressing, naturally growing, but like the feeling of progress is different than growth, I think. You can feel, you can be out of breath, motherfucker, and you're still going to lose the end of the fight. So there's a difference between true growth and a feeling of progress is what I'm getting at here. And so how does insecurity affect your ability to run a business? Because when you don't resonate with your own value, you care too much. You care way too fucking much. When you don't resonate with your own value, you care too much. And when you care too much, you lose your indifference. When you lose your indifference, you lose your ability to be sharp in this entire universe, including a sale, including recruiting, including managing, including training. And so what would I say business is pushing me towards? Now that I'm saying, all right, so that's what that causes you. What is business pushing? What should it push us towards? And how do we deal with those insecurities? Because there's a lot of you who are probably listening and thinking, holy fuck, he's right. Like, it just makes sense. And you got to be kind of really stressed to get what I'm saying, by the way. I actually don't think that this easily makes sense. I actually think you have to be in a lot of actual, like, pain to accept what I'm saying right now. I think you got to be in a lot of pain as an entrepreneur to accept what I'm saying. And so you'll just get fucking exhausted, man. We ain't going to sugarcoat it or over... You just get emotionally exhausted way faster. You get physically drained way faster. 
Your ability to do what you need to do goes away way faster. And so when you don't do everything perfect, you're prone to feeling like a fucking failure. Because since there is no internal value, you'll always get value based off the business, and the business is volatile, my friend. That's what business is, bro. It's fucking volatile as shit. Business is a volatile place. So if you're going to attach your emotions to something that changes every 10 seconds, you're going to end up depressed or upset. Not sooner or later, but every 10 seconds and then happy the next 10 seconds and then unhappy. And so great investors will kind of, I've heard them say this, like Warren Buffett, all these other people. If you're investing, you don't want to get emotionally attached to the stock market. Put the money in where you know it needs to be and then go about your business. When it goes up, no one cares. Jeff Bezos says this about his business too. We don't care about what our competitors say. We don't care about what the news says. We don't, we don't watch the, the stocks of the company and watch them go up and down. We don't care. We're going to do our job. How about that? There's no motherfucking way in hell we can focus on our job, do it correctly, and any of the world's view on that is going to matter that much, including our own. And so all these people have something in common. They resonate with their own value. And ironically, they'll be like, yeah, I care about my business so much, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I think they, I don't know if they see this about themselves even. They have internal value so deep that they don't identify with the waves of business. And so when you identify with the waves of business for the people still listening and putting this together, how those insecurities affect you. When you identify with the waves of business, you get exhausted faster. That's the, that's the best way I could put it for you. You get fucking exhausted. Emotionally, spiritually, physically exhausted. Everything seems hard. Everything. It's so exhausting. And then you think, well, what if I do this wrong? Because you're so do- goddamn exhausted. It, if you took a hit of things, of you doing things wrong, man, you'd feel like shit. You don't have enough emotional energy to get that emotional attack, that hit, that like attack from your emotions of, bam, you fucked up. You did this wrong, bam, take your dopamine away, bam, dopamine, gone. You're fucking up, dopamine, gone. Do you get what I'm saying? And so if you rely too much on getting your dopamine from the proper experience of what you're doing in your business, then you won't have an internal ecosystem and you'll basically be a puppet and a slave to reality. I can't predict how the business is going to go day to day. I can forecast. People don't want to tell you this. I can't predict that. I don't know if a meteor is going to hit the earth tomorrow. All I can do is take what I have as value and add it to the plan, add it to the strategy and do what I can to make things better Every day as much as I fucking possibly can. As often as I possibly can. And people will say, that's the ticket. Now, good, yeah, now you're going to get a lot of value. Now you're going to feel great. Motherfucker, I'm not caring about feeling great. I'm not even in the loop of this conversation. I feel great whether I'm sleeping in a car outside or working on a fucking business to make money. 
And that's the way I want my life to be. And those are the points where I believe that I'll make the most money. Because since I'm not attached to the work, I can just do the work and I can cut through mine and everyone else's own bullshit, their personal problems that tend to slow them down. And I can say, listen, bro, at the end of the day, rather we build this company successfully or not, tomorrow, everything's going to be the same. I'd rather we successfully do this or not tomorrow, everything's going to be the same. The only difference is going to be we did it successfully or not. Do you really think that that matters that much in the grand fucking scheme of reality? And people, in my opinion, make things worse for their salespeople. They say, ah, well, if you don't do it, listen, bro, this is how I train my salespeople. It's counterintuitive. I say, listen, I want you to make 30 calls and I want you to fuck them up on purpose. Oh no, what an evil company. He's doing prank calls, guys. No one gives a shit, right? So when my salespeople do that, you know what happens? Again, this is, this is how anxiety affects your business. You know what happens? They stop fucking giving a shit. They don't care. They don't think that I'm going to like cut their head off if they do a sale wrong. They don't think the customer is going to cut their head off. They don't, their fucking self-worth isn't attached to the call. Listen, I do it wrong on purpose. I go on dates and I wear clothes that I know I shouldn't be wearing on no goddamn date. I go on dates and I say shit that I know I shouldn't be saying because it ain't game on a goddamn date. I go to meetings for companies and I show up and I talk and act however the fuck I want. Like I know they're like, oh, you shouldn't. Listen, bro. I'm never going to sell myself, my soul enough to attach my fucking self-value to the outcome of an arbitrary game that you guys created in life to play with yourself like you're fucking beaten off. And my self-value is supposed to be attached to this? No, they want your self-value attached to that so you'll do what they say. It has nothing to do with how the fuck you should live your life. And so I've worked for so many companies and internalized that and maybe things in life may be internalized that. And so again, how do we solve that? For the people that are dealing with this exact thing, how do we solve this? Uh, go fuck up something on purpose. Uh, that's the best thing I can, that's the best thing that I can say to you. Go fuck something up on purpose. I want you to literally go make 20 sales calls and do them wrong on purpose. And every single time you start getting overly emotionally attached to the outcome, I want you to do it wrong again. I want you to say, bro, I would rather lose the sale than box myself in as a human being and be fake and create anxiety in my life that is everlasting that ironically won't make me better at sales or business anyways. I would rather die outside than than attach my self-worth to an arbitrary game a bunch of fucking random monkeys called the human race created for me to play. That makes no sense. But that's what society conditions us to do. And so being an entrepreneur, ironically, you have to be above problem-solution orientation. You have to be completely above that paradigm, bro. It isn't about perfecting the problem or perfecting the solution. Not my shoes. Not at all. 
and my shoes. It's about being above the problem and resonating with value. And since I do that, I have more bandwidth. I have more energy. I don't get exhausted because I don't care if the interview goes wrong. I don't care if there's something. Uh, this is not going to happen. But for example, let, let's say I drop something on my shirt or something. I don't give a shit, dude. I don't give a fuck if I bring a girl out on a date and she thinks that, well, he, he did this wrong. or He said that I don't give a shit. I don't. I just don't care. I'm not saying I don't care about people. I'm saying all these arbitrary fucking games that people in society play so that they can receive an ounce of self-worth that they deny within themselves is unhealthy as fuck. It's unhealthy as fuck. It's extremely fucking unhealthy. And these companies trained me to be kind of like that when I was younger, and I, I don't want that anymore for me or anybody else the people around me i don't want any of that i will forge this motherfucking world to be a world where people can do what makes sense and be happy and not have to choose between both of those i know reality doesn't always work that way i'm not stupid but companies tend to create problems that don't exist and then pretend that they've always been there and i've noticed that and we tend to create problems that don't exist just to fix them. And I've noticed that. And after noticing this long enough, I kind of know what my, my quote-unquote, quote-unquote, problem is. I care too fucking much. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have a phase of caring so goddamn much. But I cared too fucking much. I cared too much, bro. And so since I cared too much... It, it did matter. It did matter if I did the sale correctly. What could, what could be more important? If I fuck this up, then, then I'm not who I say I am. Then I'm not a fucking winner at this shit. And if I'm not a winner at this shit, what's that mean? Then I don't have value. And I need to go get value by being a winner somehow. I need to go get value. I need to go create value. No, you don't, bro. You don't need to create fucking value. You don't need to do that. Knock that shit out. That's not how things work. You are valuable. The day you were born, you were valuable. The day you were fucking born, you were valuable. And you still are. And so, I was attached to the progress. The feeling of progress. And so, instead of resonating with my happiness, the only thing I resonated with was needing a feeling of progression, i.e. not identifying with success as it is. Insecurity creates complexity. So when you cut all that bullshit out, when you cut all that bullshit out, what you have left is a clean, clear mind that can focus on its duties and be above identifying with the problems that pop up. And so I tell you today, resonate with value. And if you, want, and if you don't know how to do that, just turn that on, then I'll give you a practice from where you are right now to do that. Think about things you're grateful for when you wake up. Think about things you're grateful for when you go to sleep. Why? 
Because it'll show you that you do have a fucking ability that you're unaware of to resonate with value. To be grateful for things. Because if you're not grateful for things, you'll try to you'll be envious and you'll say, Well, the grass is greener on the other side. And then you'll burn you'll use all the grass and cut it up and burn the fucking lawn that you have to use all that material to create some type of way to get to the next lawn. Just to realize the lawn is exactly the same and you just destroyed your entire fucking lawn. And so there is a part of me that's like mad at myself for that, I guess. And that's completely fine. I'm still valuable. I always was. I always will be. And everything else is valuable too. And always was. And always will be. And the farther you get away from that truth, the more you get addicted to the feeling of progress. The more that you start to create problems that, to be frank, aren't even there. And then you solve them and you go, yes, I got a feeling of progress. I told myself I'd be happy when I did this, but I'm still not happy. Why is that? Because you want a feeling of progress. You identify with being a problem. Therefore, you can go find the solution. You're not a problem. You're good as you are. And I put this, I put my whole fucking soul into this shit. Because I don't, I don't quite give a shit what happens from here to a hundred when it comes to society and the fucking things. We're all monkeys, right? We, me, we're all monkeys. I don't care what a bunch of fucking monkeys are chattering on their island. It, I don't identify with it. it. But I do think that the human race a hundred, a thousand years from now would really benefit. I really think they'd benefit. From having a, a, a human being say the fucking truth. Tell you how they feel. Tell you what they're going through. Humanize what it is. Humanize who I am. And I'm just human like everyone else. And so how do insecurities affect your business? Let's do a recap here. They make you exhausted. Anybody with any form of insecurities, which we all have, and not only as a person, but in certain times and places and contexts. That's just, that's life. Sometimes you feel amazing or you feel amazing more often or less often. It doesn't matter. When you're conflicted with insecurities... When things are conflicted for you, you get exhausted. That's why people procrastinate. That's why people can't wake up. That's why people can't focus on their jobs. That's why people get too much fucking... When they get... Again, the you get anxiety. Now you come out of the meeting and you're just like... <sighs> shaking and shit. It's exhausting. And so I would I would do all these things and I'd try to desensitize myself. I'd talk to so many girls and I'd do so many sales to where I'd say, I'm desensitized. And uh, so, yeah, I was desensitized, but it didn't change anything because it all came back in one way or another. And so I needed to have core value, core confidence, deep, deep core value and core confidence, deep core value and core confidence, 
which is way different than gaining your confidence from closing a deal. Gaining your confidence from getting laid. You can still like do those things, but the attachment to the outcome of those things happens from a lack of purchasing the self. Which is your natural state, by the way. You naturally are in harmony with your own being. It's the things we put in the way that literally become gigantic roadblocks in our lives in little ways that we don't even think about. How often do do you think about the fact that anxiety makes you exhausted literally? And it does everybody else too. Like we don't think about those things. And that's why we have problems that we don't understand how to fix because we don't think about them. And so I think we should think about those a little bit more. And I think as a society, what we should do is resonate with the value of the soul. We should resonate with who we are, what we are. We should resonate with wealth. My friend, this planet is paradise. When we leave, we're probably going to paradise. And to be honest with you, we were probably in paradise before this. That's about the ways I'm seeing the world now. And so we need to resonate with that. We don't need to create a utopia like fucking... No. That's, we don't need to destroy things and create utopias either. No. Earth is already a fucking paradise. See, people want a feeling of progress. They want to destroy it, rebuild a utopia. Again, they want a feeling of progress. They don't want to resonate with wealth. They don't want to resonate with success. They want a feeling of progress. And so how about before we progress, right, before we add more information, before we progress, let's not do information, let's have a realization. Instead of information, let's have a realization right now. So that is how business and insecurities combine to create a shitty experience. A difficult, a suffering, long story short, suffering. The difference between pain and suffering. Pain is, alright, this is going to be difficult to get through these four meetings, but that's fine. Suffering is, it's going to be difficult to get through these four meetings, and that's terrible, and I feel like absolute shit, and I have anxiety because of it, and I can't breathe. Now, that's suffering, bro. That's not, that's not pain, that's suffering. And so I'd like to use the end of this podcast to now lift and relinquish you from that and pull you out of suffering pain never goes away that's a part of life suffering is not a completely we'll say i i don't believe it to be it's not natural and if that's not a good way to put it it's certainly not an optimized state of living Suffering is not optimal. So suffering is an illness. Pain is normal. Don't let anybody tell you that that's that's not a good way to see life. Pain is normal. Suffering is not. So I listened to uh, another teacher whose name is clear of my head right now. And he talked about this. 
He talked about how pain is normal, suffering is not. And suffering is an illness. So how do you become happy? How do you become grateful? How do you resonate with your own gratitude? Well, you don't do it by becoming happy. Just like when you're sick, you don't create health. You get rid of the illness. And when you get rid of the illness, the health is the natural state. And so getting rid of a lot of these things is reconditioning yourself to have a different response to stimulus. You're Pavlovin, you're training yourself. And so when I have these salespeople pick up the phone and go, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, and fuck up the calls on purpose, I'm retraining, I'm rewiring their fucking brain faster than any goddamn sales manager with big-ass fat gorilla nuts like me sliding across the ground has ever done. Because I'm not... Motherfucker, I'm like, listen, bro. If you don't resonate with value, if you don't fucking walk in the room and people can smell, taste the wealth in your fucking soul, then you shouldn't be there. Because you don't really have nothing to offer deeply at the end of the day. So my goal is to get the salespeople to resonate with wealth. Just like when Jordan Belfort, you know what he did? He made them all put nice-ass suits on. If you worked in a job, I don't, I don't give a fuck if you worked at McDonald's, you had to use this money to get a, a $5,000 suit. Even if you went broke because he knew what that would do to their mind. He knew exactly what he was doing. And so I get them to fuck up on purpose and then I get them to go, that was fun and I'm awesome. That was fun, I'm awesome, this is awesome. And whenever I see a person who cares too much about it, what I do is their job for the day is to fuck up on purpose. And they go, oh, yeah, I fucked up once. (laughs) Weird exercise. No, I'm like, no, you're doing it 29 more times. I'm sitting here with you for 29 times in a row. And the only thing you're allowed to do is fuck it up on purpose. 29 times, bro. 29 times. Go, let's do it. Fuck this up on purpose. Fuck this up on purpose. And they get to the, the 15th and they're like, I don't, okay, I think I get it. I, I, let's move. You know what? This actually makes sense. Nope, you're doing it 15 more. Why? Because you need to be deeply trained to stop caring. And some people's brains are harder to train about not caring. Yada, yada, yada. And so what I'm doing with these people even is I'm getting them to stop fucking identifying so much with the problem and so much with the goddamn solution. They need to recondition themselves through the mirror of life to stop suffering. They will never make pain and tragedy go away. But they absolutely, which is in your control, which is great, they can let go of suffering. Or maybe the control causes more suffering. I don't know. I don't care. So to rid yourself of suffering that destroys your business, here's what you do. You resonate with value. You wake up. I'll give you three things. One, before you go to sleep and when you wake up, write down gratitude. 
I'm tired, guys. It's 1.20 a.m. here. But gratitude. You talk about gratitude, things you're grateful for. Why do you do that? Well, because this person said if I... No, that's not why you do that, bro. You do that because why wouldn't you? It's not even an exercise, to be quite frank with you. Why the fuck wouldn't you wake up and be grateful? Well, there's nothing to be grateful for. Gratefulness is something you create. I'm not saying that making pain go away is something you can do, by the way. I'm saying gratefulness is something we create. So once you realize that by doing that practice for days and days in a row, maybe months or years, it took me like a year to even really understand it. I was like, oh, my mind is filled with things that I'm grateful for all the time. No wonder this shit's so easy and I don't care about these petty ass problems. Bro, you know how great my life is? Do you understand that I wake up with a fucking fan and it's winter and it feels amazing in my room and I sleep like a fucking baby? I go to sleep every night and I say, thank God that the people I love around me are alive and doing great. So I don't much identify with the problem solution paradigm. And since I move deeper and deeper and deeper, deeper into my value... I realize what I'm actually doing. I'm just an animal in the ecosystem. And I am basically giving people a renewable energy source. Gratitude's the only thing you can give away, my friend. And it doesn't lose value. It only increases value when you give it away. For you and the other person. So the real renewable sources of energy are within ourselves. That is, I guess, if it makes sense, which I don't know if it does, but that's what I'm here to offer. That's what I'm looking for in this world, is personal renewable energy. Not to delete or erase pain, but to erase suffering. And if I do that, then does it really matter if the salesperson signs up with this? Does it really matter? Does it really matter if I do wrong in an interview? Does it really matter? Say I'm getting paid and everything's going great. Well, then now you're doing great. Does it really matter if I got paid or not? That's the question. And people don't want to tell you this because they're so driven by believing it matters. I, I don't understand why they think that's going to help them. Does it really fucking matter if I make $10 billion or $10 tomorrow? I could go homeless today and not die. Does it really matter if I make a trillion dollars? No. And since I don't identify with it, I can look at it from a distance, like a video game, I guess, or maybe some difference, not get attached to it. And you don't get attached by trying not to be attached. You get attached by being so grateful for things that you don't need to find things to attach to to make your self-worth. This is the American Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 85 how insecurities destroy your business. And the kicker at the end is how to solve them. Resonate with gratitude. Wake up every day. Resonate with gratitude. And then do things that make your soul be pulled out, like sales or something that gives you anxiety. And do them wrong on purpose. So that you can defuse the fact that you give a... So you can see it doesn't matter if it goes right or wrong. Do it wrong on purpose and have gratitude.
Those things will bring you far. Good luck, guys.